Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Pocket Rocket podcast. Now, again, I'm going to start this episode like the last one with an apology because I said that I would go, I wouldn't go MIA again and I would be more consistent. And here we are after being missing in action for two weeks. So sorry about me, but let's just put that to one side. My life has been very hectic and it hasn't been conducive to recording my thoughts and feelings and putting podcasts out there. But here we are, we're trying again. And today's podcast is 10 things I wish I knew when I was 10. Loosely speaking, 10 things I wish I knew when I was kind of leaving primary school, going into secondary school, finding myself as a person. And even from kind of starting my teenage years to now, it was quite literally a lifetime ago. It doesn't feel like that. I still feel like I'm in my early 20s, just not long out of school. But I suppose a lot of people probably feel like that. Like, where's the last 10, 15 years gone? I'm not suggesting that 10 or 15 years ago I was 10. I wish. Um, But yeah, 10 things I wish I knew when I was 10. Um, All kind of things that potentially would have helped me to be happier. Um, So let's kick it off, talking about happiness. One, doing what makes you happy is simple and you don't need to make it more complicated than that. Like, when you do something, does it make you feel good? If it does, do more of that thing, obviously, unless it's (laughs) illegal or damaging to your health. (laughs) I'm not suggesting go out and get off your face on pills every weekend. But what I am saying is if you enjoy something and it does bring you joy and it's not detrimental to your life or your health in any way, then just do more of that. You don't have to explain it. You don't have to account for it. You don't have to make a mountain out of a molehill. If you enjoy it, just do it. And if you don't enjoy it, don't do it. I know as being an adult, there's lots of things that we don't enjoy that we kind of have to do anyway. But I just wish I'd taken a step back when I was younger and gone, yeah, I really like that. So I'm going to do it again. Number two, (laughs) my parents weren't actually being hard on me. They were just pushing me because they wanted me to be happy and successful. I think we can all probably resonate with that one, that when we were kids or teenagers, you'd be like, oh, my God, get off my case. Leave me alone. Like, stop asking me about have I done my homework, like starting up an after school club, um, making good choices around food, like working hard at school, prepping for exams just just pushing you to make the most of every moment and as a teenager I think I was very much like my god I just want to sleep until 12 and I want you to leave me alone um not all the time but I definitely was a hard teenager to be around and I can see that um now that I'm older but yeah I I kind of felt like whenever i didn't do very well in a test or 
maybe my coursework wasn't as good as it could be like it came home with I don't know a lesser mark than they expected from me that I felt like a they were kind of having a go at me for failing but it wasn't they just wanted me to do better so that when I was older life was easier like we have to put the work in when we're younger and I still mean now like still work really hard so that when you're older you can relax a little bit I look at my parents now and they've worked so hard their entire lives to give us my brother and I to give us the best we could possibly like the best start in life we could have possibly had my dad is just on the brink of retiring um and it's so nice to be able to see him enjoying life a little bit more because he worked so hard while we were growing up so that we could go on those school trips and so that we could do the things that he couldn't do as a, a child and my mum sent us on every possible day out school trip she helped us weekends so we could spend time with friends going to the cinema she gave us money for that and we always had nice clothes and nice shoes and we went out for nice meals and now that I'm older I realized that they didn't have those things when they were younger and they had to work really really hard so that we could have those things and if I was them now I'm by my age my mum had had me um and she already had my older brother so they were working I really hard and, and I don't think that myself in the same position now I don't think I could do that so they weren't being hard on us or me they just wanted us to have a better life and not to have to work so hard for such long hours for so many days of the week to be comfortable and I did work hard in school but I wasn't I wasn't very academic um so I kind of felt like they were being hard on me because my brother was very academic very very intelligent and now I just see that they just wanted the best for me so yeah I wish I'd known that when I was a kid that they weren't being difficult they were genuinely trying to set me up for the best life I could possibly lead as an adult number three failure isn't actually a bad thing you try something and you don't become a professional at it or the best in the team or the best at school or the best in the county or whatever it may be or you don't get picked for the the first or the a team whatever you want to call it the first team and so you feel like you failed but failure is necessary to seeing where your strengths lie and I always say like if you compare it to failing in the gym if I bury myself in a machine I know that I possibly I couldn't have possibly given any more 
it's true failure. And lots of people will say, oh, yeah, I failed. Like, oh, I've got X reps and I failed. But if you didn't bury yourself, it wasn't true failure. If you are, if you've still got something in the tank, then you didn't give it your all. So you can't put your hand on your heart and say, I gave it absolutely everything. Now, <clears throat> I have tried so many things. I played football. Um, I was part of a hockey team inside and outside of school. I did trampolining lessons. I tried long distance running, track and cross country. I did sprinting. So I kind of tried the one, two and three and 400 meter sprint. Um, I played netball. I didn't like it. <laughs> I played basketball because I didn't like netball. I wanted to be able to run with the ball. Um, I didn't like that whole put one foot down and pivot round. And I know I'm super short, but I was actually very good at basketball. So stick that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was part of the netball team. I was part of the basketball team. I was part of the athletics team. Um, I tried swimming, but although I can swim, I wasn't very competitive at it. I didn't really like it. I tried diving a little bit. Um, again, wasn't great at it. As we all did when Wimbledon came round, I got into tennis. I did that three, four, five times. Um, as much as I enjoyed tennis, I wasn't good at it. Off the back of that, I decided to give badminton a go because um, it seemed a little bit more up my street, smaller, um, court. And I really, really enjoyed badminton. I wasn't especially good at it. I did a stint of pole dancing, so pole fitness rather than kind of the sexy dancing. Um and I really, really enjoyed it, but I had to choose between that and prep and because I didn't have the time to do my cardio, my training um, and fit pole dancing in around that. And as you get lean, you get a lot of bruises um, and it's, it's sore. But I actually think that there's potential for me to be better at pole dancing or pole fitness. Um, because obviously your body as a bodybuilder is quite strong. So lifting yourself onto a pole and kind of maneuvering yourself around, pretty good. Um, well, in theory, it should be pretty good. So maybe I'll pick that one back up again. Um, as a child, I danced. I did modern tap. Um, well, I did one ballet lesson, but I didn't like it. Uh, and I've done some boxing as well. So that was a long exhaustive list I'm sure there's other things I've done over the years that I've forgotten about but kind of that links in with point number two of my parents being hard on me and pushing me anything that I said I wanted to do they were like yeah okay let's do it um I've done skiing as well I was actually pretty good at skiing um and if I was uh if I was absolutely minted, then I probably would ski more. <laughs> um, I've played an instrument. I played the saxophone. Um, I've done rock climbing. I've done uh, cave diving, like tunneling. 
Um, yeah, I, I think it, my point is here that I've tried all these things. I know what I like and what I don't like. Some things I failed at, some things I decided just weren't for me. But all of those things, none of them I became a professional at. None of them I was even particularly good at. Like no one would have stopped and been like, wow, this is for her. Like she's going to do this for her living. Like <laughs> it just didn't happen. But I enjoyed all of those things. And at least I can say, well, I tried. I didn't fail necessarily at all of them, but I just, they just weren't for me. But I'm not going to look back and think, oh, I wish I'd tried that. I, I might have been good at it, you know? <clears throat> number four I always used to think I was a fat kid even as a teenager I was like the fat one but in hindsight I wasn't fat I just wasn't one of those skinny girls and now oh, if I could say to my 10 year old self like you don't want to be skinny fuck being skinny but I grew up in the 90s and that skinny look, the Kate Moss skinny look was very prevalent. It was what everyone wanted to be. No one wanted a big bum. No one wanted big legs. No one wanted uh, a muscular female. Um, I never wanted to be skinny. Like I never proactively thought, oh, I like that look. But I did want to fit in. Um, and all of my friends were small and I wasn't, I was just normal. Um, and I think I had a little bit of disordered eating through my teenage years where I would try and restrict myself so that I could be one of those girls. And I just wish that someone had said to me at 10 years old, don't worry about it. Just enjoy your sport, eat healthily, and don't worry about it. Like, don't worry about what everyone else looks like. Don't worry about fitting in. Because now, being healthy and active has given me a body that I just really love. And if I could go back to my 10-year-old self and say, look, you're not skinny, but no one cares you're happy you're healthy and that's what matters and that Kate Moss skinny look no one's gonna want it they're all gonna want a big fake batty like Kim Kardashian <laughs> but not fake we all want to build a real one we don't want that BBL nappy bum no shame on Kim Kardashian but yes we all want that big bum we all want that curvy body now and it is a trend and a fashion um, and I'm sure skinny will come back round at some point. Um, Fuad and some of the guys were talking about it on the Bodybuilding and Bollocks podcast recently. And they asked that question, do you think that skinny, skinny will come back into fashion and be a trend again? And they all kind of said like, no, I don't, I don't think it would. I don't think it would. But hey ho, I didn't think that flares would come back into fashion. Here we are. People have started rocking flares again. So who knows? We used to have shaved off eyebrows and drawn on with a pencil. 
and now people want big big bushy eyebrows and there's one model that has a unibrow top model a unibrow anyway i digress the point being just you're not fat you're not you're just normal just be happy being normal that's what i would have told my 10 year old self Number five, nothing worth having is easy. And success from hard work feels so much better than something's been given to you or you stumble upon. Like if you have to work really hard on a project and then you get that pat on the back at the end of it, God, that feels so good if you put it in bodybuilding kind of perspective, working really, really hard as a woman to build a strong upper body because it's not something that most of us have naturally. When you get that cap dealt, when you get that thick, dense back, when you start to see your chest growing and you know that you have worked day in, day out, both in the gym and in the kitchen to create that, it feels so good because you're looking at your hard work. So yeah, success from hard work is much, much greater than it being given. If you buy that dream car because you've been working really really hard and saving for it it feels so much better than getting some mad loan and having that hanging over your head for a long time you know number six be patient anytime you get annoyed take 10 deep breaths and ask yourself, if I get annoyed about this, and if I react to it, will it change the situation? Will it change the outcome? If that's a no, then just take a minute and reconsider your reaction. Reconsider the next thing that comes out of your mouth. Because reacting in anger or frustration is never a true reflection of how you really feel about something. You're just, it's just an emotional reaction. And something I wish I'd known when I was younger was that take 10 deep breaths. Because by the time you've stopped, you've blocked out that noise and you just slowly take 10 deep breaths and ask yourself, if I kick off right now, is it going to make a difference? And the answer, other than making a negative difference, is it going to make a positive difference? The answer is almost always no. So I wish I'd known when I was 10 to take 10 seconds, 10 deep breaths. Number seven, to have a why for everything you want to do. Because if you don't have a why, 
then you probably won't succeed. You need to know what you're working towards and why that means something to you. Because if you don't know your why, then you'll probably give up when things get hard. If every time something gets hard, you can think back to why you started, then the chances are you'll have a better success rate. And if you need to write down your why and visualize it every day, so something maybe you're working towards for a long time, I mean, I've mentioned before that I'm a big fan of a vision board. I've had one for years. Um, then do that. Put your vision board up. Write down your whys. Write down what you're working towards and why you're working towards it. And keep that in the, in the back of your mind always when you're working towards that. Number eight procrastinating is pointless if you need to do something then whether you do it now or in a week or in a month you still need to do it so just get it done and feel better about ticking it off your list it's such a simple one you don't really need to go into much more detail than that but I have a hit list on my phone in my notes Sometimes I write it out if I'm being, um, if I'm procrastinating more than normal. But yeah, put that hit list down and tick off things as you do them. Put them in order of priority and impact to you. And I promise there's nothing, there's no negative feeling associated with ticking something off your hit list or your to-do list. So Stop procrastinating. I'm terrible for it. But yeah, if I was 10 years old, I would just go back and say to myself, don't procrastinate. If you want to do something, if it's a thought in your head, understand your why and get it done. Number nine. If they are a twat, then they're a twat. You can't change them, so cut your losses and move on. And that's not just about relationships, that's about friendships as well. You can't change people. If they are shit human beings and they treat you badly, then that's not going to change. You're not going to change that. The only person that can change that is them. And sometimes you have to take a step back and cut people out of your life so that they realize that they are a bit of a twat. I've touched upon like friendships and things like that before, but <clears throat> I made a tough decision in my 20s to cut um, quite a lot of people out of my circle because they didn't make me feel good. And it was a lonely period for a while, but now with the circle I have, I'm, I feel so fortunate and forever grateful that I made that decision because I could still be in that with those people right now in that circle and just be even more worn and downtrodden than I was then. And in the sense of relationships, trust me, I have had it all. 
and I don't necessarily think I can change them but I definitely ignore red flags I'm like they're not red they're fuchsia <laughs> oh my god they're always red girls guys they're always red if you see the red flag they're probably a twat cut your losses and number 10 probably one of the most important ones and number 10 would probably tick off quite a few of one to nine be you get to know yourself understand who you are spend time alone find out what makes you happy and why find your passion look at how you deal with difficult situations and ask yourself the tough questions sit in your feelings and understand them process them and work through them if you bury your feelings and your emotions and your problems then there's only so many times you can bury it before you kind of fill that hole and they start to spew over the top and you will have a bit of a breakdown and you'll burn out and it's not healthy. I'm not saying that I'm perfect and that I don't bury things sometimes. I definitely do. And I know it's unhealthy. And I'm not suggesting you need to talk to people about it because that for me doesn't always help. But you do need to sit in your feelings for a bit and understand them, process what you're thinking and feeling, understand why you feel the way you do about X situation or X person and just work through it because ignoring it and burying it isn't going to help. It's not going to be positive. It's not going to make a difference to you. Sometimes you just kind of have to sit in that pain and that discomfort, but it is worth it in the long run. And I wish I'd known that when I was 10 and not thought, oh, let's just pretend like that's not happening because that is not healthy. So yeah, I'm sure there are probably more things that I wish I'd told myself at 10 years old. But when I was thinking through the things that I wish I knew when I was 10, these were the things that sprung to mind. And although it's, 10 things I wish I knew when I was 10. It could be 10 things I wish I knew when I was 20 or 25 or 15 or like they're just things that I wish I'd known and probably have only really discovered in the last couple of years. And I don't regret living the life I have led until now, but think you have to look at things like lessons learned like how can I improve how can I be better how can I be happier how can I achieve more and I think all of those things do play a part a little bit of food for thought for you there <laughs> thank you once again for joining me on diary of a bodybuilder on the solo pod um, I hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, please like, subscribe, leave a little review in 
Spotify or um, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and yeah, please put it on your story and share, tag me. Um, be much appreciated. That's it from me for another episode. And I will speak to you all very, very soon.